What is up, Delicious Faithful? Bruce Moore here with another episode of the Brutally Delicious Podcast. Today, we're going to be speaking with Falter Calmer, an operatic black metal band. Our band of the week is Druids, and if you stay tuned through the interview, we'll be playing Dance of Skulls. You're going to want to check these guys out. It's been my new obsession. Lastly, our reviewer, Ray Wheeler, takes a look at Extinct's new record, Trinity Redux, a thrash masterpiece. So sit back, relax, enjoy the listen, and always keep it metal. Hello, this is Andromeda Anarchia from Faltakammer, and you're listening to the Brutally Delicious Podcast. <laughs> So, where are you okay. located? I'm in Switzerland. Oh, nice. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what you have me there? Yeah, it's cold. <laughs> I just talked with uh, Vorf from Samael just a little bit ago. Oh, nice. Yeah, he's over there somewhere in, in Switzerland as well. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know where he's from. I don't know where in what area he's living. I'm like in the in the middle, uh, like in the middle of Switzerland, in the north, close to the borders of Germany. Gotcha. So mm-hmm. let's start with uh, first. Can you help me? I'm going to need help with all these pronunciations. <laughs> okay, no problem. The name of the band is Faltakama. Yeah, I would have never got that. So thank you. I appreciate that. You're welcome. For those not familiar, can you give us the two-sentence, I don't know, boardroom pitch or elevator pitch? About the band? Yeah. Okay. Well, we are a New York City-born operatic black metal band. Operatic and black metal in the meaning of I studied classical singing and we want Zach and I, we wanted to combine um, bel canto singing with like nineties inspired black metal, very raw, like a full contrast of these right. two worlds. And that's what we do. That's fault the And I think it totally works. And so I've been listening to the single, which I not going to try and pronounce. You can das help <laughs> I'm sorry, one more time? Das Peitschengedicht. Oh, yeah, I would never got that. What's now that actually... <laughs> sorry, my limited uh, English language is uh, is getting me here. But now that that's been released, what's been the response to it so far? Has it been good? Oh, yeah. I mean, what I've heard so far, yes, people love it. And um, it was... Uh, I mean, you can never... I think you can never really please everybody's taste, I guess. But... Uh, but um, so far, people who heard the music we do, they really love the mix, you know, of these two worlds. And they love the bel canto singing. When I do the screams, the metal screams right. and the bel canto at the same time. And um, I think also that raw kind of vibe uh, with what the band plays, that's a great contrast. And I think people, it also depends if the people understand the lyrics or not. The, the, the reactions are different also, because when you don't understand the lyrics, um, uh, I think, well, it can be great. So it's just more of a mood, I guess. And when you understand the lyrics, you also hear the content of the song. Like you understand what's it, what it's all about. And I have a tendency to write um, 
with a certain wink, you know, in my eyes, <laughs> like yeah, <laughs> with a certain humor, um, and and so this all uh, this song is very kinky, also. So um, yeah, I I try to be very theatrical. I mean, when you play with um, operatic elements, it makes sense to be a bit um, theatrical and expressive and a bit naughty maybe also. And yeah, those who understand the lyrics, they they, they get that one too. Or like my sister, can you please next time announce what the lyrics are about? I was listening uh, to the song with my nephew. <laughs> Not exactly for people who understand German. <laughs> So that was like my next question then, right? Because I get the the dichotomy between the beautiful operat operatic singing and you know in the grungy or grungy heavier black metal stuff. Yeah, people have done it in the past, and it always works really well, right? Because you get the best of both worlds, and the I think the counter balance of each is great. But then you're adding that whole another layer of lyrics, which makes your audience even mm -hmm. a little bit more specific, right? Or no. <laughs> Um, well, I don't know what you mean by specific in this context. I think, um, uh, I mean, we have reactions from, from different countries, even when people don't uh, speak German. Uh, I guess then they are more attracted by the overall sound of everything. Right, which and, is me. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, mean, right. I mean, Zach and I mean, everybody in the band, we all love German opera. There is just something to it, to the language, even when you sing, like my preferences to sing opera in Italian and German just from because of the sound and Zach was like oh man but you know when you do those metal screams and you do that in German that that sounds so evil and we should just do that and stick to German since it's my mother tongue and I think it makes sense to to uh, use it you know just to have a mood a certain yeah aggressive or like he said like an evil spirit I think at fits to falter comer and um yeah i mean it's hard to say I, I i don't know how how it is for people who don't understand the lyrics um what they perceive or if they catch on to something it's really hard for me to say so i don't know how to what the best way to say this is but how did you decide to write that lyrical content like i mean i understand i'm reading the, the bio and it's about the empowerment of of femdom <laughs> and that sort of thing but it's not your well, typical heavy metal that's lyrical true content, right? that's really true um uh well for me it's always important to pour that, that's maybe something i could pitch about folder camera um it's always interesting for me to to portray a very strong woman or whatever we associate with a strong woman whatever in the continuum of what we associate with strength or powerful um, whatever we associate with it doesn't matter i want to like with every album that we did i wanted to like create a world for a certain um character like female character first the the, the album we did before was um uh, about a very vicious abusive goddess and this and she was like um a really bad character right but she was strong and and um, this time i felt like portraying or celebrating dominatrices you know just because of the i mean bdsm has always had 
um, a connection with metal in aesthetics. I mean, there there are many people. I mean, even going back to priests, right? Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. Exactly. Yes, you're right. And um, but normally it's always that the woman is in a submissive role. Like, you know, she she has always. the collar on and she's submitting to the guys. And I felt like, nah, <laughs> the guys should submit to the girls. <laughs> and so and um, during COVID, when we um, when we knew, OK, we will do a new album and we will write new songs. Um, I think about what kind of woman I would like to portray. And I don't I don't even remember how I came up with the idea for a dominatrix kind of character. But I thought, like, uh, I kind of bumped into that topic. I was in France during that time in a lockdown. And I was like, hey, that's it. I think we have, um, there are, I want to actually know some historical facts about how far can we go back um, when we know, when you know, all these stories, all these folklore kind of stories that you know about dominant women or men that submit to women, what what kind of stories are here, you know? And I started to dig and to read a lot, and, and I was like, okay, that's totally what I'm going to, you know, um, what I'm going to write about and to sing about, it because I want to sing about something that makes me... F- my, me personally, me feels um, makes me feel strong because when you are on stage, and you sing opera and you sing metal screams, you you need that power, you know, that rah, that big yeah. sound, and you need that attitude before you put the sound. You know what I mean? You need to have a vision, and I. I imagined it to be um, wonderful to portray, but also to celebrate um, dominatrices and and um, women who who know what they want, you know, and who love who love to take charge. Exactly, and also to celebrate men who can playfully submit to a woman. That's that takes a lot of of um, commitment and strength, and I think I think that's beautiful and then i started to for for the album production i um what's up everybody i am finn mckenty host of the punk rock nba podcast part of the sound talent media podcast network my podcast is all about doing what you love for a living and every week i sit down and talk to people who have done exactly that for example, musicians like Tommy from Between the Buried Me, Matt from Periphery, Lil Lotus and Shinigami, among many others. Photographers, artists, designers, YouTubers like Glenn Fricker and Sarah Dietschy, And I unpack exactly how they got to where they are today with the goal of helping you do the same. So if that sounds cool, you can listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com and I'll see you there. I took lessons with a professional dominatrix. Really? During... That's a great story. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, man, I wanted to be um, authentic. I, I I respect this a lot. I think there is a lot of beauty in BDSM aesthetic. It's very elegant. And in connection with opera, I think that matches really well. But there is also this strong contrast in BDSM with, with a lot of elements that are kind of, I don't know, disgusting maybe also to a certain degree, depending on what you're in. And I don't mean that I don't want to judge this. It's just what it is. And I love that contrast because that's what we do with the music too. When you when you look in um, into opera, that's something we associate with um, something very delicate and right. virtuoso and very um, even elitaire to a certain degree. I don't know if, if that's the correct word in English. Like 
it's something with an old tradition and we associate certain people listening right, to right, opera, right. you know what I mean? And um, with black metal, it's very much on the other side of that continuum. It's like very rebellious kind of punk in, in, influenced yes. aggressive mood against the establishment, whatever establishment it is. And I was like, okay, actually BDSM and, and especially femdom and and the mix of operatic music and uh, or classical music and black metal actually fits really well. And I had a lot of imaginations about how I want this to sound very easily, very naturally. And the writing process, once I read through everything, had my lessons and the voice for that woman I wanted to portray just came. That's that's the por- that, that's the process behind so, the songs. A couple of questions did. here, and hope you don't <laughs> mind. Okay. Um, the first thing that came to mind is because I'm an outsider and know nothing about it. How okay. is EDSM elegant? Can you? I mean, the most obvious, the most obvious things you can see is the clothes. Mm-hmm. I mean, look for example, look at. At, for example, all the latex clothes or yeah. leather clothes, the whip, it's a very um, delicate kind of, of torture instrument, you could say, you know, it's, it, it, it swings into the air, but it hurts, you know, it can hurt really bad. <laughs> so you see that beautiful design and this beautiful, st- maybe stilettos or whatever is the kink you're in. For example, example when you look at what how dominatrices portray themselves they're always elegant they, right. they have great makeup great hair and they have beautiful clothes and shoes and they are very much you know like a diva in opera you know they they have their aura of presence and even dominance of course right and right. um yeah that's what i mean with elegant i think certain certain toys that that are used or instruments they can look very elegant there is a certain aesthetic to it and you can also see that when you trace back in avant-garde arts that there has always been a certain connection with the aesthetics of bdsm which i find very interesting and um and that's what with Folterkammer we try to pick up too because when you are in new york there is a big chance that you will do some freaky things which normally don't go together so well, right? It has an avant-garde scene, it has an experimental scene, and since we are New York-born, we thought, like, okay, that all we can connect all the dots with that topic, you know? So, and that's what I mean with the aesthetic of BDSM. There is a certain elegance to it. It's a very special one. Also, the main colors that you normally see, there's a lot of black, a lot of red. And and I think it, it there is a focus on details. Maybe that's what I like, what I think is elegant. When you look into all the details, and w- which you do with classical music too, right? So that's, maybe right. that's what, what I what I associate with it. What was it like actually doing, you said you took lessons or training. What was <laughs> that? Oh man, I, I was really lucky because um, the, my teacher, she, she herself is a very artistic person also. And, and um, I wanted to talk with her about, um, about the psychology of femdom 
you know, because that's interesting for me to see. And um, it was in interesting to hear from her professional experience from that point of view, also from her personal taste, and then also the advice she gave to me, like um, what is associated or what are the main topics, you know, with dominatrices or with femdom in, in, in general. Mm -mm. Very interesting. Interesting. So how does this lead to the live stage then? So are you going to be in character? Is this sort of a themed live definitely, show? Yes. yes, definitely. And um, uh, I think what I say is I would, it's not just to portray um, a certain female character. It's also to create a world. That's what I love about music. And I think uh, all the, um, all my bandmates, they agree with that. It's to create a whole world. When we play shows, I want people to become a part of that world, to connect somehow, and to—I mean, it's—it's it's, it, music is is emotion and it's expression in the first place. And sure. I think when you sing songs like this, even if you don't understand the la language, you—I think there is this meta level of understanding. Mm -hmm. And I think when you want to portray dominatrices. The, the visual thing is a part of it, of course. How can I not how can I not really dive into that world and into character, you know? Right. That mm -hmm. makes sense. So what is next for you guys? Are you planning on taking this out on the road live? Yeah. And um we are happy to announce that there will be a US tour in March. <laughs> oh, nice. That's coming right up. Yeah, yeah, we're super excited about that because um, during COVID it was so hard to tour, and now we are we are ready, so ready to to go on the road. <laughs> and I mean, that's music. I think that should be experienced live. You know, for right. for us to play, for people to hear us. We had so many. Um, so much response from people who asked when they can see us live and. Um, yeah, I think because of that, I think that's like when you go to the opera or when you go to a great black metal show or metal shows in general, of course, right. you want to go and jump right into that energy and it has to be loud and it has to be dirty and it has to be extreme and you <laughs> all of it, the all whole thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm -mm. Absolutely. All right, well, that's going to bring me to the end of what I had. Did I miss anything you wanted to cover? Hmm. Um, well, well, I think I could announce the next single if you want me to. I would love you to. And then <laughs> also, give us your socials and where fans can find you and that sort of thing. Okay. Well, we have a Facebook page, of course. We have Instagram. And um, you can find us on the Century Media Records uh, website. For details, you can, you can find some more info about other projects we are involved in. You know, like uh, you can, you can be, I mean, Zach, obviously, with Imperial Triumphant or or me with, um, for example, also La Suspendida, which is a black uh, a metal jazz opera. And um, Laurent, too, the bass player of Faltercomer, he's also involved in that. So you can go for it. Brandon is doing things also. So just go on our social media platforms and you will see all, where all the, the other dots that are connected to, to the band. Awesome. <laughs> and, and you're saying about the single. 
yeah, I will not tell you the name yet. I want the title, but um, the single will be released on the 19th of January, which oh, is nice. so we're right around the corner. 10 days. <laughs> That's beautiful. Yeah. Excellent. And, and may I ask you, how do you enjoy the Das Peitschen Gedicht? I liked it a lot. That's why I reached out to Katie right away. I was like, hey, I'd love to talk to them. Ah, cool. Thank you so much for having us and for having me. Thank you so, so much. Thank you for your time. Good luck with the record. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you so much.
Hey everybody, it's Ray again. I have another album review for you. This time it's Extinct with Trinity Redux. Uh, I love this record. It is a very fast-paced thrash record that is going to be one of the uh, one of the nicest thrash records I've ever covered. This is a uh, this is one of those records that proves why production is a uh, is kind of the backbone of every uh, song and every record that gets overlooked in a lot of uh, amateurish records, but this one understands that production and the mix is a is the forefront of the music in and of itself. The mix is very dynamic. Uh, it accentuates the bass and the drums. It accentuates in all of the right places. It accentuates the double kicks and the uh, bass work, especially on Temple of Trials, the fifth uh, and middle point of the record. Um, you can see a lot of the Slayer influences, especially on the first uh, couple of tracks on the record, especially Radioactive Death, the album opener. It is a fantastic lyrical uh, song as well. It has a lot of the um, Christianity, mythology, um, uh satirization that Slayer's Reign in Blood had, and I can sense that that is one of the biggest influences on this record. Um, I'm going to have to give this one uh, four out of five stars. This was a great little record, very fast-paced. Um, if you're looking for something to, to uh, listen to in the gym, this is going to be it. Uh, my name is Ray Wheeler. You can follow me at Ray is a movie nerd on Instagram. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, once again, this was extinct with Trinity Redux. Hey, what's up? This is Blake Wyland. I'm the host of the tone mob podcast. It's a show where I interview guitar people about guitar stuff. We talk about their pedals, their amps, their accessories, their preferences, all that stuff, as well as a healthy dose of whatever comes up. Topics have ranged from aliens to addiction and anywhere in between. Oh yeah, and pizza. We're definitely going to be talking about pizza. So get the show wherever you're listening to this podcast at. Just search The Tone Mob in your search bar and it will pop right up. Come join us. We're having a lot of fun. Thanks for checking it out.